Welcome to the IBEX Method Podcast. We're your hosts, Steve Beta and Adam Fouts. In this episode, we're going to have more of a conversation rather than interviewing someone today. Um, this week, Adam told me to watch the new documentary, The Game Changers, on Netflix. And um, this goes over how a vegan diet is superior in the eyes of this specific um, documentary. And I was just kind of curious on why you wanted me to watch it, which ended up being a, actually a pretty good documentary. But what um, kind of turned you on to watching this, Adam? Yeah, so a friend of mine asked me to actually watch it, not because they were, um, they're actually high, they eat a lot of meat, um, but they saw, you know, they watched it, they're curious of how they can improve their performance. So I guess they watch it in that regard and it got them thinking about their diet and things of that nature. And um, I mean, I really liked what they had to say. I think for me, I'm on this journey of Crohn's disease. And, uh, you know, one thing they always say is that, uh, you know, no one diet is going to cure your disease. Like it doesn't matter if you, again, diabetes, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, any type of autoimmune disease. The, the idea in the medical world is that no one cure or no one diet cures a disease. And um, I, I don't, I don't know. Like that's like the, uh, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? That's like the go-to response when asking, asked about, diet, nutrition, you know, things of that nature. And in my own journey, uh, I did see a correlation of, um, you know, what I was eating and how it made me feel, how it impacted me. So like when I felt like crap, I would eat crap foods and then it's just a cycle, you know? Um, and it wasn't like, I, I, I couldn't eat meat because I had flare ups and the meats would literally just tear the lining of my intestines. Um, so I guess kind of backtrack, if nobody knows what Crohn's disease is, it's an autoimmune disease. Uh, it's called infl inflammatory bowel disease, where um, essentially what happens is your immune system attacks the lining of your digestive system from your esophagus down to your rectum, which causes inflammation, causes bleeding, malabsorption. Uh, so you're not getting the proper nutrients that you need. And then what ends up happening is your body then starts pulling resources from other areas like your joints, your muscles, um, your bones to try to protect your vital organs, right? So now not only are you malabsorbed, now your body is depleting itself of the required nutrients to take care of itself and it's pulling from everywhere else. And now you got fatigue, uh, migraine, all these other side effects that come from uh, basically malnourishment. Mal, mal, mal um, so that was my journey for, uh, I, started, I, got, I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease back in 2009. Uh, I had symptoms of it probably as early as 2007. It just took a while to diagnose. Um, and actually, in 2009, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is my understanding is it's only within the small intestine. Uh, but the more research that they did, they found that I had, um, again, I, I, I don't know that, I know ulcerative colitis is more within the colon, hence colitis, there's inflammation of the colon, and, uh, and ulcers are, are in there too. Crohn's is more expansive. It goes outside of the entire digestive tract. So. Um, I didn't know what it meant. I did a lot of different things in my career. I went to drill instructor school. I was a Marine Corps martial arts instructor. I was a uh, combat water survival instructor. And as I'm going through these programs, I'm 
crapping blood and I don't know why. And eventually, you know, what I thought was just training from a workout was this underlying autoimmune disease. Um, well, so well, started kind, all, kind of bouncing off that though, um, with, with um, everything they went over in this documentary on how they were kind of using different references to source on why this is the best diet for everything. It's better for your digestive system. It's better for that, this, that, and the other thing. If you already didn't have your um, Crohn's under better control now, um, I know you've done a lot with your diet, the change and stuff. Would this documentary kind of made you want to try this vegan approach? So I've always been interested in going into a whole food, whole, whole foods, plant-based diet. Um, and even if it's just like a vegan type style, not just a vegetarian, um, I, I did try in the past and what I found like eating beans, uh, same situation with meat, right? Like, because I had active inflammation, my body can digest it. It's tearing the line into my digestive system, leafy greens, whether it's kale, whether it's lettuce, whether it was whatever, um, any type of leafy green, same thing had digestive issues. Um, so yeah, like the, the itch to try it and do it in hopes that it would heal has always been there. Um, but in my experience, um, it just wasn't practical because of the, the constant, like whether I ate meat or whether I ate plants, I continue to crap blood and continue to have malabsorption, continue to have fatigue, you know? So uh, the desire is definitely there. Um, and we can talk more about that. I don't know if you have any other more questions, but I'll was, I was kind of leave it at that for now. No, I was just kind of getting an idea because since we're talking about the the diet that they're kind of more or less suggesting, um, I was kind of interested too because I'm in the process of getting my diet back in check more and more experimenting with different things because um, the last two years I've been suffering with severe um esophagitis and esophageal stricture which um they don't know the exact cause of but um i've been trying to avoid like spicy foods and um different trigger foods that have been causing discomfort and mm -hmm. the whole time i'm sitting there i was like wow if i didn't know half this stuff already messes me up i'd be really tempted to try it but um i think it's opening me back up to trying more um different types of vegetables and stuff because i mean my vegetable intake is mediocre at best it's either just spinach or broccoli like this kind of makes me want to branch out a little more and add to my my diet a little bit to add to that um because the big focus is you can't they they're talking about getting your protein sources mainly from yes from different things but um i'm an avid meat eater <laughs> number one but um a lot of the protein substitutes um actually cause a lot of bad reaction on me not even just for my esophagus but um i've developed a bean allergy i've developed a pea, pea protein allergy um high amounts of soy don't make me feel great i wouldn't call like an allergy mm -hmm. compared to some other stuff so a lot of those products are typically based in those areas so i'm like all right let me see what other sources all right quinoa there we go that's about that's about it so i don't think it'd be sustainable yeah. personally but i liked a lot about what it said um 
it kind of just uh, made you think outside the box a little bit. And I think one of the best things they kind of focused on in this, though, is um, heart heart disease specifically. Um, people with heart disease um, switching to this takes out a lot of that cholesterol, lowers those different levels. Am I um, breaking up? Uh, you got a little lag, but you're, you're good now. Okay, I, I'll just cut right there and go back with it. So I was talking about that. Yeah, cholesterol, heart disease. So I think it does a great job talking about the heart disease and cholesterol and stuff. But um, I think the one thing that it kind of doesn't do as great on is um, focusing on the athletes itself. Because, yeah, you have some pretty elite athletes that you're interviewing in the first place with this. And I think it's a mix between, yeah, they did get some of the effects of some of those better sources but then at the same time maybe they just found the diet that's optimal for them and that works best with their body like me if i don't have meat it's going to be a lot harder for me to hit all those protein sources to get enough protein in a day i just thought it was really interesting how um they went through a whole bunch of different people and it was kind of insightful in a way but mm -hmm. it i don't think it was as convincing like i said they, they saved the heart part for last like the heart disease and stuff which i think was great like i said yeah yeah and i, I mean just i i don't want to play devil's advocate but kind of do right so like i guess james wilkes is the ufc fighter so he's an athlete arnold schwarzenegger was on there he kind of talked about the uh back in the day it was all about me like you're not a man if you don't eat me um and there's still that you know talks about there's still a stigma today right like i would is a new thing if you're a millennial and um you know they're picturing people with you know skin tight jeans uh eating avocado but no there's like high high endurance athletes there's professional athletes the entire i guess tennessee titans team 18 players are whole foods plant-based you know they just talk about energy level increase and stuff like that so um i think they did a good job of, i just have to say i think they did a good job of pulling from specific um genres of sports and athletics and I, I i do agree you know a lot of it um i guess there could have been more science behind it in that regard you know, said so later on it talks about the heart disease and stuff like that but um i liked it because i've seen the, the movie uh or documentary forks over knives and that's very facts based and um i feel like the game changer one the title is very creative but two it's it's just taking regular athletes. It's it's going away from the science perspective and talking more from an athletic athlete perspective, um, which I felt like that drew me in a little more, if that makes sense. Yeah. But well, I, but, I do I do like how they um, when they used Arnold, they were like, all right, well, Arnold, what happens now? That's when they kind of transitioned to the heart health. Like he, I like how they yeah. were honest. He was like, yeah, I ate so much meat, it was ridiculous. Like yeah, but that kind of played into their side saying hey look what happened to me because it was all that heart disease and stuff and completely going over the fact that like that how hard that is on the human body being like a professional bodybuilder like that like yeah yeah i, mean, I don't know a ton about it i just know a lot of these top-notch bodybuilders have issues later in life like yeah. and there's not enough information to go say hey it's because it's just the weight Hey, it's just the steroids. It's like there's no like real 
indicators. So I'm not even going to go and like make claims. I'm just, it just fed right into their, <laughs> their agenda, which yeah. isn't bad. I, I think it was a great documentary. I think it was very insightful. I, like I said, I, th- I think the strong man that they had in there, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but like his, his line of saying like, um, you're strong as an ox. How can you be as strong as an ox without eating meat? And he says, well, I've never seen an ox eat meat. I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that was pretty good. Uh, I like that. And the dudes, yeah, are so like, I, I think it's yeah. cool. Like these guys clearly found their, um, their optimal diet. So I'm yep. hoping taking some of that from what I found from there, adding some more options, um, definitely not go vegan or anything, but just kind of supplementing with some different fruits and vegetables just to kind of balance out my diet more. And I know I've slowly been doing that and it has been helping. So I think it's just really interesting having one of those wake up moments. Like it's interesting because every documentary will could, you could t- watch two different documentaries and it'll back it up exactly. And it'll completely counteract the other one, which is, is all about how you tell the story, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be honest. I mean, you said a lot of great things and as as you say that I'm kind of reflecting on where I am in life and again I have a chronic illness like I I mean I'm in the best place of my life I've ever probably ever been in from a health standpoint even with having Crohn's disease um I went on this reg I don't want to say regimented but I went on this journey of like I hate I hate medication I really do and I first got diagnosed while I was in the Marine Corps I was in Nashville Tennessee so we don't have we don't have bases there. I mean, we do. We have reserve units and stuff like that. But my doctor was a civilian doctor, and I felt like every every two weeks he wanted to put me on a new drug. And it's almost like I'm like, dude, are you just getting residuals for every drug that I try? You know. So I'm like, look, I'm not a guinea pig. Like this is working. I don't want to change it. You know. So we stuck with it. Um, and then I just basically, yeah. From there, I went to drill instructor school. Put a lot of strain and stress on my body. Uh, you're already uh, limited on what you're going to eat. You're limited on sleep. So a lot of other things that naturally are going to cause cause inflammation and cortisol levels to to rise. You know, so they know cortisol increases inflammation. So obviously, if I already have active inflammation, I'm just doubling down on that, and I'm further malnourished because I'm not eating properly. You know, so I essentially put myself in these bad situations. Um, Went to Marine Special Operations Command trying to deploy a special operation. And they're like, one, how did you get to our unit with your condition? And two, you're not deploying, you know? Um, but what's beautiful out there is that, you know, they're improving healthcare so much for the military. And it's, I feel like Special Operations Command is like the, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the right word, but they have just the top notch care because that's what you need, right? Like, they have resiliency training when it comes to like uh, you come back from deployment. Um, they literally have physical trainers that help you like bounce back into physical activity. They have psychologists, psychiatrists, like anything you need to be well off uh, in a well um, balanced uh, military member. Like they have everything, so it's pretty cool. But again, so my health declined even more while I was out there. They put me on a, a steroid and I was getting liver damage because my body didn't like was rejecting that. Um, but so, Hey, good, good thing is you're in remission. 
got sent to Virginia, um, where I became the uh, instructor for water survival. And on graduation week, we're just doing tower jumps. So you're jumping from like 15 foot tower into the water. And just the impact caused me to have an ulcer open up and start bleeding. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. But like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I just went through the hardest training. Like, why would I not graduate in graduation week? You know, so they modified graduation to jump in from the side of the pool, which is like two inches as opposed to 15 feet. Um, oh, man. But this whole journey, you know, like people care about you and they're going to be like, oh, you know, like you got to improve your diet. Like you need to improve your sleep. You need to do X, Y, Z. Um, so yeah, so now I'm in the national capital region, which also has some of the best, uh, doctors, gastroenterologists, dietitians, nutritionists, um, and we're like, Hey, let's try to take a holistic approach to my health. Right. So the first thing is, is, um, okay. The, the medication that I'm on isn't working. We need to be more aggressive. So now I'm on a drug called Remicade. I've been on that for five years. My Crohn's disease has uh, I have like less than 1% inflammation. It's considered being in remission. Um, I've seen dietitians and I've seen nutritionists. And again, the, the, the key thing that a dietitian tells me, a nutritionist tells me, and a gastroenterologist tells me is that there's no one diet that's going to cure your disease, right? And it kind of irks me because it's a play on words because it's telling me that, okay, I, I do believe that it, that no one diet is a cure for all right like like how you mentioned these athletes in this story the game changers like they found an ultimate optimal diet for them so they could perform at their best right so to me it's like okay maybe not one diet is going to be the cure-all for everybody but kind of like what we like to do in the ibex method right like take a little bit of everything to find out what works best for you so you can be the most optimal optimal individual you can be so um and that's what i liked about game changer it, it provides information you know it's just another resource to kind of see how you can improve and i'm saying a lot but going back to my crohn's disease like now that i'm in remission i can actually eat meat and i can eat vegetables and i can do these things that i couldn't do because the inflammation is down and when I had active inflammation, there's a thing called FODMAPs. It's a type of diet. And it's basically like, this is what you can eat when you have inflammation. This is what you can't eat. Um, and then vice versa. When you don't have inflammation, you can eat these foods. And you can still eat these foods, right? So um, it's just been very fascinating because just naturally as I – you kind of alluded to it, right? Like there's kind of just trigger foods that you avoid because you know, once you eat it, it's just going to hurt like hell, you know? I know so, but, but you always refer, you end up reverting early on to those trigger foods just because they're so tempting and <laughs> you just like mess your whole world up. And I've been slowly getting better at that. Like spicy food is what really gets me. If I have it once in a while, I'm fine. But then I'll be like, Oh, I was fine yesterday. I want to do this again. And again, and like three days later, like, trouble swallowing again comes back and inflammation in the sphericlomastoid area like and it just bites me right in the ass and i'm just back yes i'm back down <laughs> and then it takes me like a week or two weeks sometimes for all the inflammation to go back down and it's just and there's no one thing that could kind of like really help accelerate it sometimes some ice sometimes heat and it's just really focusing on that diet i, I just really make it sure i have balance to it um Yes. Well, the only thing that does do good is switching back to bland foods for a second. But 
I've, I've found ways mm-hmm. to get more flavor without the blandness being completely like destroying of me because I, I love i love flavor i love cooking but i like i said seeing you um make your way back in remission with crohn's disease kind of like motivated me to be like really hammered down on this and really try to start focusing and branching out and finding what's good but the hardest part about this whole process is branching out and finding something that really sets you back because <laughs> you have to find something yep. that's good yes if you haven't eaten it before tried it and if it affects negatively on you you're like oh shit like it just knocks you down so much harder and you're like why am i even trying yeah. this is just you have to keep getting back up on that horse after you feel better and realize okay just because that didn't work doesn't mean this next thing's not gonna work and step by step yeah go ahead i was just just the whole process of it it's very frustrating it's it tears you down i'm just like you know what if keep doing this i'm gonna get to the point where i'm hopefully not getting dilations done every three months to get my esophagus stretched back out um because i notice the longer i go without getting inflammation the longer it takes for that stricture to come back or um because all that all the tissues in my throat oh my esophagus get real hard um he cracked me up last time i went and he says oh wow your tissue's getting a lot softer i was like oh it's soft now he's like and i didn't say soft i said softer so like as they break that scar tissue up it's just um it's rough and like i said that's so hard because overeating causes that reflux to come back up too which causes more scar tissue so find that balance of eating enough and at the right times of the day like i work a normal job sometimes for eight to ten hours um i can't like sit down and have small meals so at the end of the day i'm starving i'm like i overate why did i do that but sometimes you you still want to get everything in that you can because i've i've been about 123 pounds which definitely happy with i'm back up to my competition weight when i was doing Olympic weightlifting before, before all this problem, all these problems happened. So definitely happy and blessed. Nice, that I'm still at that weight at least. And even with get the last dil- few dilations, I'll maybe like lose five pounds real quick, put it right back on. Cause I can't eat for a couple of days, but yeah. just re- really hoping to get my diet to the point where I know exactly what I need to eat or pretty damn close. Cause that's when you start making the progress and planning out what you're going to eat and when consistently and know there's not going to be major setbacks. I mean, I could probably do that now with a small selection of foods, but then the burnout rate is going to be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. Cause we're kind of on the same journey, right? And I, I really do feel that food is medicine. Like the, the best way to um, treat yourself is through food. Like I think the food has natural healing properties you know it's just um i don't know but it's just like what i'm eating now i could not eat when i have active inflammation it just doesn't work right like and like you said there's there's trigger foods that also cause active inflammation and and um so part of my journey was yes i want to eat cleaner i want to eat healthier um so i ended up on the journey i mean this this whole idea of improving my diet and stuff has been something since i was getting medically retired i'm like i don't want to be on drugs my entire life like i can't accept that um yes i'll use drugs for a little while 
prescription drugs <laughs> um, for a little while to kind of help within the process. But even those come with side effects that just are unbearable sometimes, you know. And it took my body five years, three years to accept the drug that I'm on. And then um, that's just to reduce the symptoms that I had from the drugs. And then now my body is starting to build antibodies to that treatment you know what i mean so it's like all right well even this drug may not last forever and my cohort people with crohn's disease that i know um you know some have been on this drug so for me it was either drug or surgery i was like i'll do the, I'll do the treatment you know um some people have gone down that path and they ended up having to get a full you know removal of their intestine or whatever it may be they have a thing called a j pouch or they have a thing uh, an ostomy bag and even in those instances of that of that surgery some of them still have to then go back on the same type of treatment that I was on you know so it's very interesting and I'm trying to avoid both you know and I think the only other option at this point is to improve my diet so I met up with a friend of mine Vin Chattery and he had the program called Skinny with Vinny and I'm like look like, like I'm at a point now where my my physical Full strength is better now that I don't have malabsorption. I can actually gain weight, maintain weight. Um, you know, you mentioned a lot of things. Like when I had active Crohn's disease, like I struggled. I struggled to walk because my joints hurt so bad. Two, I'm dealing with fatigue, but then I don't want to eat at work because the digestive process hurts so much that now I'm putting myself out of work in the workplace. Um, so I'm avoiding. I'm avoiding eating throughout the day, so it's further hindering my performance further increasing my fatigue and then i get home and i'll binge eat then i'm in more pain and the food that i'm eating is just pantry food so then it's the most horrendous food you can have you know um but it's so easily accessible and i just need something to you know fill that the food the void or whatever so i went through the cycle of just binge eating you know similar to what you were saying and again that was that was pre uh, active inflammation. Now, um, I'm sorry, that was when I had active inflammation. So now I'm in a good place and I joined Skinny with Vinny for, as a 90 day program. I said, Hey, let me, let me see if these foods, cause it's very protein heavy. Um, and for the most part, I, I didn't eat a lot of meat because I knew that it tore me up. So I avoided it, but I was like, let me see if these are actually bad for me now that I'm in remission. And I did find like chicken, I have an allergic reaction. And I think that's mo more so because of the treatment that I'm on and the drugs that I've done in the past. I think that it's whatever the protein source is, it's interacting with that. But um, I can say uh, there's a specific steak that still didn't sit well with me. So for the most part, lean meats, so ground turkey, um, ground beef, those were all pretty good on me. I don't, mean um, to, I don't mean to cut you off, but that like that's crazy when you say like a specific cut of like steak was like bothering you. Like, I always thought it was so weird. Um, I don't know how long ago it happened, but all white meat chicken makes me like violently ill. But dark meat, like legs and thighs, occasionally will make me feel like nauseous. But sometimes I'm completely fine and I go to town on it. it it's such an odd. Yeah. It's such an odd thing because like just. When he's like, oh, I'm allergic to some chicken. Like people are like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, how are you right. that? I was like, I wish I have chicken breast. It's a little better for you, I guess. But I mean, if I'm allergic to one of them, I'm kind of glad I'm allergic to chicken breast instead of legs because um, the thighs are a lot more delicious. But it's just, 
like, it just kind of blew me away because I've never heard someone have that similar thing actually with steak. And I talk to you weekly and we've never like, yeah. came over that. Like such an interesting thing. Yeah, and even with chicken, people are like, oh, well, did you try organic? Did you try like farm raised? Did you? I'm like, look, I literally tried organic. I tried non-organic. You know, like whether I had antibiotics in it, hormones or not, like I had the same reaction. It didn't matter. The only time I don't have a reaction is at McDonald's. Like I can eat a big chicken and be totally fine. So I guess got, the chicken byproduct. You got the secret you know. sauce right there, man. <laughs> Gotta go talk to Ronald, see what's up. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Anyway, there's another, just another dichotomy of like, I was in Japan, I was stationed in Japan for two years, and every time I'd fly into the U.S., I'd have symptoms of Crohn's disease, not knowing that it was Crohn's disease. I'd go back to the Japan, totally fine for six months to a year, however long I'm there, and then. Then I get finally stationed in the U.S. again. The next thing you know, I'm losing 20 pounds in 30 days and crap and blood. And I'm like, is it our water source? Is it, you know, and I think about it and I'm like, I, I don't know. But the things I try to avoid are like high fructose corn syrup. And I limit my dairy because I know that dairy just causes inflammation and stuff in this room for me. So, yeah, it causes um, extreme inflammation those are two in my things throat I, try to I can't breathe. Out. <laughs> yeah, anaphylaxia. Yeah, so Steve is allergic to... Oh, dairy, right? Lactose, case, yeah. the whole, the whole trifecta. Yeah, yeah. So they're just a little joke, right there. Yeah, and I, I, I truly believe food is medicine. I went on this journey with Vince for ninety days, and I'm like, wow, I'm eating lettuce, I'm eating lean meats, things that I normally would not eat when I had active Crohn's disease. Um, again, and I did mention I have like less than one percent inflammation, right? So I'm like, you know what, like. I'm 60 days in, I'm doing really well. Let me try to modify my diet to see if I can do um, something more, right? And I ended up supplementing like five ounces. And one of my meals is like 10 ounces of protein. So I, I supplemented five ounces for an entire can of refried black beans, refried black beans. And I added that to my salad. And the next morning, my next bowel movement have blood in it and I'm freaking out because I, I haven't seen blood in my stool consistently in probably two years. So I'm like, what do I do? You know, and I'm thinking like, oh, just eat that crap food that I used to eat because it softens my intestines and it's good on it. But that also causes inflammation. That's like the conversation I'm having with myself. And then I'm like, no, like I've literally been on his, his diet for 60 days and it's worked every single day. The only thing I need to do is go back to just go back to the regimen, you know? And I monitored my stool for a week and literally had no blood, you know. And now I'm back on this, you know, I watched the Game Changers. I went back and watched Forks Over Knives. I'm like, let me see, like, let me see what triggered foods I have. Like, I know kale is a trigger food. I know beans were. So I'm like, well, can I eat them in moderation? And, and sure enough, like, I, for, a week I like added black beans back in, but I only did it. so half a cup as opposed to three and a half cups, you know? So, and it like, yes, I got gassy. Yes, I felt a little bit bloated, um, but I didn't have the, I didn't have the bleeding. I didn't have the inflammation that I'm so used to having. So I think that goes to show like, 
what you eat and just moderation, you know, like, um, I don't know. I mean, I have a lot more to say on it. You got anything you want to add? No, I mean, I was sitting there holding this joke in like the whole time when you were talking about your flying back from Japan, I was like, it was that curry noodle challenge that you sent me the one time that you did. That's what set it all off for you, man. Well, what's funny is curry is a uh, anti-inflammatory. It actually does the opposite. So I'm like, maybe it's all the curry that I ate, you know? Like I, I was just joking because, like, I know, like, no, spicy, I know because spicy stuff is like one of my trigger foods. Like something that spicy. Yeah. I don't go any spicier than like watered down sriracha. Like I just I'll mix it with a bunch of ketchup just to get that flavor. Still, like that's how I get my fix. Like anything over that, I'm just like so hesitant to try. Like I just remember. You sent yeah. me that video of you eating like the spiciest possible curry, and everyone was like freaking out. Is that a video? Yeah. On the yeah so that's great. Yeah. So, so that's the plug, I guess I'm gonna add right here. So look up Jimmy D Shea or James Shea on YouTube. I'm sure if you know anything about YouTube, uh, when it was coming out in 2007, he just started putting videos about what it means to be a Marine and things like that for his family. And then he became like a, a golden child for the Marine Corps of Public Affairs on how do you market the Marine Corps to the population. And, um, so anyways, he, he challenged me. He's like, hey, this is a, there's a place called Koku Ichibanya. It's an amazing Thai or in, Indian uh, curry. Um, and I just like, I love trying new things. I'm like, okay, one, I want to eat this food. Two, like, what's the hype? I don't believe it's that bad. And uh, there's a thing called level 10 curry, which is supposed to be the spiciest. And again, I never had any up until this point. Um, so he records and documents the entire experience. And um, I walk away like nothing happened, you know, besides I'm sweating. But, but um, so that's kind of where that the history of, you know, the curry I mean, that Steve was referring to. But yeah, I also did like the cinnamon challenge. Um, they, they took that down from YouTube. but. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's just weird. I don't know. It's weird. And you wonder, you do wonder if like the decisions you made as a kid, if that impacts you and stuff. But um, yeah, I think, I think Game Changers was, it's a, I think it's a game changer. It at least gets you thinking about if you haven't already done so, what is it that I'm eating and how is it impacting me? You know? And should I change something more? And that's, that's just the journey that I'm on. It's like, okay, I'm doing really well. How do I do better? You know? So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, after doing all this, I definitely want to reach out and find a dietitian, registered dietitian, to go over some ideas with us and their methodologies and how they work with our clients now. Because we haven't had anybody yeah. yet, so I'm I'm curious to look out there and see what we find. Yeah, now that really spoke to me, and I'll be honest. So. I, again, I'm like, I'm doing everything right. I have Crohn's disease. Like I only have less than 1% inflammation, but I'm like, what, what is causing, like, why can't this inflammation go away? So like, instead of celebrating the 99% success, I'm like, you know, and it's human nature, right? You, you want to focus on a 10% crap rather than focusing on the 90% success. So I'm like, what is it that prevents me from having full remission? Right. And, um, I don't know, it just got me. So the Game Changers talks about like the lining of your intestine and the food you eat and all this stuff. And um, on my own, I'm like, okay, like what cells are being impacted? 
Like, this is before the game changes. Like, what cells are being impacted in my ileum? Because that's where my inflammation is. So there's these epithelial cells in my ileum, and these cells are responsible for uh, <laughs> the lymphatic system. So that's where your white blood cells can flow through your entire body to transport and fight off bacteria, fight off infections. Um, and coincidentally, I always get tonsillitis, I get sinus infections around between October and March. My immune system is just, that's where my body gets attacked the most. And I'm like, well, what about these cells? Like, what, what, what is the tonsils made of? And then, again, there's epithelial cells in your tonsils. So I'm like, okay, like, so the fact that I'm getting tonsillitis could be an indicator that I still have active inflammation in my intestine. Like, okay, so how do you feed these cells? Like, instead of like, what do I eat? It's like, how do I feed these cells so they can perform at their optimal level, you know? And um, basically what I learned is that the epithelial cells best function with fiber. and Somebody with Crohn's disease is you're going to want to avoid fiber. Like you're going to need some so you can have a stool that is, you know, combined, whatever. Um, but too much, obviously everyone knows too much can cause constipation. But too much for somebody who has active inflammation, you're just literally just tearing the lining of your intestine. Um, and again, I couldn't eat fiber foods, high fiber foods with active inflammation, but now I can um, because the inflammation is low. It's again, less than 1%. So. I just found it interesting that in in doing my research on my own and pinpointing the knowledge that I'm gaining just between different research articles, I'm like, okay, like this is epithelial cell. This is what it's made up of. Okay, let me look elsewhere. How do you feed it? And it all came back to fiber. Um, and the way I describe it is, is like, say you have a messy room and all you need to do is just vacuum, right? Like vacuum one path and you can walk clearly through that path, right? So that's what fiber allows. It's, like a, it's basically like, a, like sweeps and cleans your cells so they, they could perform at their, their best level. And what I learned, and my theory is that um, it's not that you have bad bacteria in your, in your gut, but my theory is that there's an imbalance and your, your immune system sees an imbalance somewhere, whether it's your gut for Crohn's disease or somewhere in your body. And it's like, hey, let me attack that thing so that I can regulate this ecosystem that's inside my body. Um, so I think that we have a habit of eating the wrong foods um, that constantly create this ecosystem to go out of whack, which is then your immune system responds to that. You know, um, so that's my theory. But I also believe that fiber can help to regulate. You know, and they even said, it said fiber um, in the research that I found that it kind of, it's a healing property. It allows liquidity within your cells. So it's a fluid moment, you know, like you've ever seen a, a lake that doesn't, you know, doesn't have flowing water. Like it's still, everything's dying. Like, you know, mosquitoes are growing on it. But when you have a lake that has flowing water, like there's life, like there's fish, there's everything, you know, I think that the ecosystem of the body is the same way, but um Again, going back to what food that is, yes, I think you need to have a, a good balance of fiber in your diet. Um, but I, I can't say right now that a strictly whole foods diet is the cure-all. Um, the reason I'm drawn to it also is because on Remicade, one of the side effects is, is heart failure. And to me, I'm like, if I can improve my heart condition um, through food and diet, you know, hopefully I can get off the drug, but then to improve my heart health, right? So, 
Um, that's kind of what got me looking into it. But I, I've been learning a lot. And, you know, that, that research that I found about fiber and cleaning, cleaning out the cells and, and rebalancing the ecosystem um, was everything that was found within that, you know, their research, their dietitians, their nutritionists spoke about it. And then Forks Over Nice said the same thing. Um, and again, they even, in Forks Over Nice, they allude to, we can't, we can't cure all, all diseases because of the type of disease that it is, but here's what we can do, you know? And it's hard too, right? Like, it's, again, what I ate with active inflammation is different than what I eat now, but I wish I could have eaten the things now to prevent inflammation. If that's ever, if that's true, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know, man. I went on a tangent there, but no, it's all we good. need a dietitian. That's what we need, a yeah, dietitian. Yeah, and I, I I found a new trigger food. It's it's not as bad, but I um tried some sweet peppers today to see if that was any different. And I'm if you guys notice me in the corner, I keep like pulling away. I'm like burping like crazy. Not a ton of inflammation, but just a little bit. So went outside the box today and now I gotta get back on the horse again. So we'll see. So what did what did you feel when you had the peppers? It's it's more of a delayed reaction i think i feel my reflux coming back up for this one rather than okay. rather than like sometimes i'll feel like an instant like tightness in the throat like in here i'll feel real tight on the outside Oof. like sometimes it's like a dry like a lot of hard swallowing but um that's i'm starting to get a little bit of hard swallowing along with the along with like the refluxy burps but I'll just take a little Pepto just to coat that and it'll go away quick. Cause I didn't have a ton of them. I just, I just fried a couple of them up like on the stove, like grilled them up real quick. Okay. Just to get, get them taste. Cause I tried a plane too. I just wasn't feeling it. But <laughs> <laughs> it was worth a try though. Cause like I said, I love hot peppers. So I was like, you know, let's try some sweet ones out to see if they ease the pain a little bit. You know, if I'm going to eat peppers now, I'm going to stick with the hot ones. Cause I feel just about the same with them. So. Yeah, I actually have to, I have, to, I have to like cook peppers. Stuff like that has to be cooked for me because it's like has to soften the, the skin of the the meat of the plant or whatever. It's it's hard, man. I mean it tastes uh, at least, it tastes better that way anyway, too. So it's a win-win. Yeah. And I love jalapenos, you know, but it's like it's the same thing. Something about the lining, the it's just it's tough. But awesome. So man. um I think we're probably coming to a close, I guess. Is there anything you want to add? Um, any, any last thoughts or things you want to convey that you hope the audience can get out of this? I just think I'll they try should, to do the same. Whether or not it's this specific um, documentary, definitely go watch it. Go watch another one. Um, what was the other one you said you watched recently? Because I'm going to go watch that one here pretty soon too. Knives Over Knives. Yeah, for, yeah, Forks Over Knives. Yeah. Forks Over Knives. I'll have to check that out because um, – it just gives you a lot of good ideas. It gives you a lot of good insight. You might not take anything away from it, but it'll just kind of open your mind up to maybe try a couple of things. And I think that's important. I think that's the whole point of the IBEX method. Take a little bit from everywhere. Um, make yourself better because of it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think what I want to add, I think if there's a message is, um, one, I do believe that food is medicine. I think that's the ultimate thing we could do. But I also believe that uh, God has given us a brain to allow us to understand medical science and opportunities that you know like again i don't think that 
where I was in my life at, at the time that anything besides, I think Remicade was the best decision that I could have done outside of surgery at the time. Uh, but now that I'm at a place where I can make improvements, I'm going to do that. Um, and it's, 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 it's a process, right? Like slowly introducing things, finding out like, oh, I can have beans. I can't have three and a half servings. I can have a half a cup, you know? Well, um, just I can't you, have me. Having three full cups of beans sounds like a terrible idea in, in general, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. It just sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> you know, it, it was like, it was with salad. It was with chicken. You know what I mean? Like, it just sounds hilarious to me. That's all. Yeah. I mean, it was, but it's a, it was a bad idea, you know? And it's like, but understanding like, okay, like, yes, you can have this, but it's your body's telling you, you can have it in moderation, you know? So, um, and that's where it's hard for me. You know, we could go on another tangent because like, I still want to experience life, you know? Yeah. Just but, moderation, um, figuring out what works, rinse, repeat recycle yes that and i trust it. your gut and no pun intended like people are gonna like i started the skinny with anything and people are all like, oh, like it's high cholesterol diets it's gonna it's gonna kill you you know but i'm i'm at the best place that i've ever been in the past 31 years of my life you know so and it's it's on a diet that i, I didn't even agree with you know like high protein high animal protein so um but I think that I could further improve from here. So that's the journey that I'm on. So, but yes, moderation. Listen to your gut, seek advice. We're not medical doctors. We're going to try and get a dietitian on here. And, uh, yeah. Check out the game changers and let us know your thoughts when you do, after you do. Steve, I'm, I'm glad you brought up this topic. Um, thank you for that. And I think it's a great discussion point. You know, diet is very important. And uh, hopefully we get some people on here to help us understand how much more important that is. Yeah, no, I kind of like sprung this one onto you a little impromptu today, but I just really want to talk about this while it's still fresh in my mind. I was like, you know what? You really wanted me to watch this. Like out of nowhere, you sent it to me. It's a Facebook message. You like never Facebook message. You're like just game changers. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I was like, what is that? He's like, go watch it. I was like, all right, let me check it out. And it was a, it was a great documentary very very enjoyable go check it out um like comment subscribe thank you for um joining us on the ibex method and we'll see you next time